we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't want to ever bring you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what about Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here to talk all things OC. Sadly, I don't have Armin this week, but I do have my roommate and co-host for other Hot and Bravo shows we do. We do Potomac and we do the Southern Charms. Kelsey, Kelsey, how you doing? R.I.P. Armin. R.I.P. Armin. No, don't be sad. Armin... This is just for this week. It's just a hiatus. Yes. Armin is um, just unavailable. So we are just doing it this week. Us too. Um, But if you guys do want to catch me and Armin, we have this really fun new thing that we're doing. There's an app called TV Co. It's T-V-C-O. And we're doing a live show every Monday from from like 7 to 8 p.m. And From like 7 to 8 p.m.? No, it's from 7 to 8 (laughs) p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's 10 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you guys are on the East Coast listening, we start at 10. If you're on the West Coast listening, we start at 7. It's really fun. We just kind of talk all the shows that happen that week. We throw in some Bravo news. We throw in like all like the fun little like thoughts that we have for the week. And if you miss it, don't worry. We have it as like a vlog on our page the next day. So you guys can always watch and catch up with us with our live shows. So that's a really fun thing. If you missed... Armin, this week on OC, just check us out on Monday. We're going to talk some of the OC things anyways. A little Bravo charcuterie. Yeah. A little, <laughs> bit, of, a little bit of everything. Get your, get your taste right up. Um, but I know we can't wait to talk about OC because a lot happened this week. Um, a lot of interesting things and interesting faces, I've got to say, uh, that we saw. I'm so excited to talk OC because I actually stopped watching OC like very, very early on. After Tamara's second season, I think I stopped watching because I just couldn't stand her or Vicky. So when I found out Vicky was getting demoted, I went back and watched it all from the beginning. So now I'm super into it, loving it. And almost like I love Vicky for the cringe factor, which definitely makes it interesting. So I mean, even as a friend of, she's definitely I think she's the a, cringe. a demon person with a black soul. <laughs> well, I like Vicky kind of. You know I have a soft spot, but I think she's crazy. Yes, I, I have a soft spot for Kelly Dodd. Okay, Kelly I Dodd doesn't need a soft spot. She has my whole heart. <laughs> Kelly Dodd has my whole heart. She is the new queen of OC. She's another top tier housewife. Oh, top top tier. No, that that woman is knows what she's doing and she's bringing it consistently. But let's get into the episode because we will talk about Kelly pretty much at the beginning, but. Let's start with um, Emily's daughter's birthday because that birthday was like so over the top. Did you feel or no? Did you feel like I don't it was? Know. Okay, I hate to say this, but I thought that was just like, that looked like a normal birthday party to me. <laughs> oh, you're like, okay, that's normal. That's like every every birthday party I've been to as a kid was like that or like more. So it is a very nice birthday though. I was like, I mean, I was like, that's a, that's a big birthday. She did seem very like, she had a lot going on. I mean, what what did they have? A cake decoration? They had like face painters, and mm-hmm. they had all this stuff. I don't know. Maybe maybe I, I know, just it had a different. Seem, it didn't seem like a lot to me. It didn't maybe seem, I just had a different childhood. I guess I'm also comparing it to like Taylor Armstrong's children's oh, parties. Oh, true. And yeah. Like if you if 
little Phaedra's parties for her children. And okay, yeah, we have to look at like stuff. housewife, yeah. the housewife comparison because Taylor Armstrong's party for Kennedy, that like Alice Unreal. in Wonderland one, that Kennedy didn't even like. How about the like, Western one? Over the horses where, where she, she got was the the ex American Idol like contestant, not even winner, to, be, to like, perform, yes. and then Brandy was hitting on him, and Taylor was also like, oh wow. Dark times wild. of Beverly Hills. Dark but fantastic times. Um, well, I think my favorite part of the birthday party, though, was Gina's face paint. It was it so had me funny. Dying. It was so funny. She's having like a serious conversation with Emily, and you can't take it seriously at all because she <laughs> looks like a tiger. And she was late, as always, because but she had to Uber. She has to Uber everywhere, which is like, I didn't even think about that. Because she has a DUI, so it's well, like... I don't understand why she can't just get the breathalyzer thing in her car. I know plenty of people that have gotten DUIs and gotten that. You know what? Maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe she's not at that point yet. Maybe, Maybe she her has lawyer to get, like, just sucks. Well, she, her, we do know her lawyer's, lawyer sucks because she, he didn't even help her get out of jail. He didn't go to court for her. Yeah. So she had to get a new lawyer. Hopefully that one will get her the breathalyzer thing so she can jet around Orange County. Because this Uber thing clearly is not working. Um, I, we saw a blip about Tamara's son still fighting. Do I care? Okay, there were some really interesting things in that. Actually, okay, really? some like psychological things that things. I didn't. I didn't because pick up on. I personally find Tamara to be a horrifying narcissist, and I feel so bad for all of her children to have her as their mother, and Ryan especially. Like you can see how stunted as a human being he is. The fact that he would speak to his younger brother that way, like as an older sibling, you have a duty to just suck it up most of the time. That's that's your life if you're an oldest older sibling. You suck gotta it suck it up. You know. Yeah. We're both the oldest, and you, you just gotta suck it up because they're your baby siblings, and it is what it is. And you're not going to tell them you're going to punch them. And then as a 35, almost 40 year old man, be still like, yep, I am mom. And not be like regretful or like guilty about saying that to someone who's supposed to look up to you. And you're, you know what I mean? You're supposed to be a role model and have their back. Just, I just think Ryan is crazy. Totally. Ryan is completely psycho. Totally. But they were talking about it in the episode. Tamara was 18 when she had him and he didn't have a father figure. He was home alone all the time. He was kind of a latchkey kid, clearly. And like Simon was keeping Tamara in line. I can only imagine how he was keeping the children in line. You know oh, what I mean? True. So yeah. I, that's why they clash so much. So it's, Crazy to see how mature and well-spoken Spencer is comparatively. Hey, he's teaching the trainees at Starbucks. He he's said, high up in the world. Well, he also said he took a test in psychology and his mental age is 45. Oh and Tamara's like, what mental age am I? And he literally, his face like shuts down, like to show no emotion. And then he's like, I don't know. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Not 45. And then they like j- start joking a little bit. He's like, oh, seven. Like, <laughs> yep. Closer to the truth there. And that's so, so another textbook narcissist moment. From Tamara, the textbook narcissist. (laughs) And Spencer says Ryan has um, daddy issues, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, that was actually like, uh, also hitting the nail on the head. Yeah, and Ryan sounded stupid when he was talking about Spencer, but Spencer just sounds like, yep, you're right. When he's talking about Ryan. Oh, 100%. I, I was so impressed by Spencer. I thought mm-hmm. he was like, I mean, everything he was saying, he was like, 
he's supposed to be an adult. Yeah, like, he was like, he's my like, brother. I don't yeah. want to fight with him, but this is wild and ignorant. <laughs> I'm over this fight. I'm over this being a storyline because it's like Tamara. Just... I don't want to see Ryan or Tamara on my screens. <laughs> well, get rid of both of them and just leave Spencer. That's fine. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm kind of, I don't, I mean, how is Tamara still on the show? I mean, she's a shitster. I mean, I know exactly why she's on the show. Yeah, I don't understand people who like her or who are fans of her. I don't know if they exist. I'm sure there are. I'm sure. If you people. are a Tamra fan, please let us know. Are yeah, you out there? Scream it from the rooftops. Hello, Be proud. hello, Tamra fans. Are you Show there? your face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, uh, but but the thing about Tamra is like, she's so problematic. So problematic, and I okay what kills me the most is that fake ass baptism because her like she found her religion right around the same time people were noticing she was problematic she was like oh shit what can i do what can i do i'm still not buying it kelsey's like like, i don't i don't buy it you don't buy it she started off the season by saying on camera and shaking her butt at her husband saying we can do anal hey that doesn't mean she can go to church plenty of people who go to church do anal Hey, it's the way around the virgin situation. But you would think you wouldn't be shouting it on national television just for the sake of, like, propriety? I mean, Especially because her husband was like, I don't want your anal. That's mortifying. Yeah. I mean, I want to kind of move on from this topic, (laughs) if I'm going to be 100% honest. So I'm just going to keep moving forward. We're sorry that... We got really weird there for a second. Um, but let's talk it's about... It's Tamara's fault. Tamara. Okay, let's talk about Kelly Dodd and her family because we're actually doing a reality rewind right now on season 11 of OC. Oh, best season. And it's the season Kelly Dodd's introduced. And we just did the first two episodes. And it's when her mom and her brother are living with her mm-hmm. and Michael. And they flash back to that when Kelly's talking about all of this because... Uh, she hasn't spoken to her mom in like I two think it was years, two years. Mm-hmm. and a brother as well. She felt like they were kind of like living off of her and freeloading, which now thinking back about that scene, I just watched in season 11. Like it didn't seem like that, but mm-hmm. I can kind of see now how they were very comfortable. Or if they were there for a year and a half, that's a y- long time. Yeah. It just, and she was living there with her husband. You know, like that's just awkward. It's awkward. I mean, I completely get it. Like, I had a friend who stayed with us and we thought it was just going to be a couple months and it turned into like, or a couple weeks and it turned into a couple months and we finally had to be like, okay, like you need to leave. Like, and it was just weird. And it's just like, sometimes people can overstay their welcome, whether they're friends or family and the person who's staying should, should just be grateful that they were able to stay that long in the first place. Like the fact that it was a fight shows that the mom was actually probably using Kelly and was upset about being confronted about it. Yeah. Well, Kelly has shades of narcissism herself. Well, don't we all? But she's so well-intentioned. <laughs> I, I, Kelly, what I like about Kelly is it's about all about Julie. Everything yeah. she does is for her daughter. I agree. She, I will say, I think she like leans too much on her and puts too much of an emotional burden on her. Like she treats her like she's her partner, not like she's her daughter. And it seems like, like that puts a lot of pressure on a kid. So, and you see that when you see Julie, Julie talking about how mature she is and the way she almost has to put her mom in her place a lot of the time. 
Oh, yeah. No, she's so, constantly putting Kelly in her place. So I don't know. I still really like Kelly, and I love Jolie, and I think they're, all their scenes are so cute, but I'm also like grimacing slightly still. You're like, this is too much. Um, I mean, I personally am the biggest fan of Jolie, so she could do no wrong in my eyes. And I don't think she's doing no, any wrong. No, I don't wrong. think Jolie's doing any wrong but, either. Um, I'm saying Kelly's doing wrong. But Kelly is trying to make amends with her mom. <laughs> <laughs> because she wants Jolie to be in her life as well. And we actually have an update on this. So I was watching, um, I think it was an after show or a clip or something. and Or no, I think I read, it was an article. And it was saying that her and her mom are good again and her mom actually took care of Jolie recently I think when she was on vacation and everything's good in the hood now with Kelly Dodd and her family so that's good to hear uh, because I was it was kind of a sad scene where she was talking to her brother and her brother's like I know you need to make amends but mom's not good and it's like not the time to get her you know upset yeah. upset so even if Kelly wanted to like go and see her mom and be with her like she can't she can't well I think she that. is gonna see her and we're gonna see that in, in Arizona. In Arizona, for yeah. sure. I I hope. I hope we see that. I think he's just telling Kelly, like, you can't go off on her, because we know Kelly loves to do that, and we love her for it. We do love her for that. Um, let's talk about another mom and daughter situation, and that's Bronwyn and Dr. Deb, who, oh, by God, the way... Another narcissist. This show is filled with them. It's OC. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Okay, I'm obsessed with Dr. Deb. What? I think she's hilarious. Oh my God, I think she's like a horrible white walker. I hate her. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, yeah, she's horrible. Do you see like the pain in Bronwyn's eyes every time she's in the same room as her? But There's a reason she had seven kids. She's trying to redo what her mom did horribly wrong. Well, I think Bronwyn really loves her mom. I, I I'm, think I'm, I'm not saying she doesn't different. love her mom. I'm saying that she is in, like her mom was a bad mom. Well, I and I, also a narcissist, and anyone who like sees their child's pain is like, well, I think you should feel differently, <laughs> and like disrespects their wishes about their children. Yeah, which happens here. This is the part that I didn't like was that basically there's something up with Bronwyn and her aunt, which is Doctor Deb's sister, and Doctor Deb dropped the kids off at Bronwyn's grandma's house, so her mother's house. Because she had to go do something or whatever. And while she was there, while the kids were there, the aunt came over. And that's Bronwyn's only rule is my aunt cannot be around my kids. And it's because, I guess... I'm sure we'll find out more, but it sounds like the aunt was abusive to her. Yeah. If she's coming to school and embarrassing her in front of her friends and seems vindictive, vindictive and punishing, that's not a caring, loving support system in your life that's supposed to be out of an adult who's in your family. Yeah. It's, it seems weird. And the fact that Dr. Deb doesn't like acknowledge this and Mm -hmm. understand this and respect this one wish that she has is kind of selfish. Well, in the previous episode, Bronwyn was saying that she had a hard, like struggled with her childhood and Deb's response was there are children in cages. I kind of loved like, that, though. I thought that was, it was kind of so... It reminded me of, like I told Armin, of The Hangover. It's the meme of, like, but did you die? Like, oh, that, you were crazy at driving, but did you die? I mean, I kind of laughed. I thought it was so messed up. 
she was trying to have like a real moment of like talking with her mom and she's talked about her struggle like all of the things she's exhibiting are like especially like the people pleasing lying to Tamara and them to try to not bring it up these are all textbook signs of someone who has had a narcissistic parent and that's abuse yes so and to see now she also has a narcissistic aunt probably who's if she has to come to her school and embarrass her to get her jollies off that's Definitely a narcissist too. I need to know what happened. Do you think they'll they'll, they'll oh definitely? They'll talk I think about they're it just more. easing they're into teasing it. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll find out more, and we're gonna get back to Dr. Devin Bronwyn because the ladies have a dinner with her. Mm-hmm. That it looks like her and Tamara could be BFFs. Um, mm, of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, let's talk about though the the dinner or lunch or whatever it was between Tamara, Shannon and Vicky or, and it was at Vicky's house. Were they just like having wine? Was it like a brunch or I don't know what they were doing. It was at Vicky's house and she was hosting them. Mm-hmm. So they were having, so yeah, they were having some kind of like Trace Amigas party and they need to stop calling them. Yeah. Trace it's horrible. Amigos. And take off the necklaces. You're not, fooling anyone they're, no one's buying it no one wants a ticket to your show it's almost like they're too old to be playing this trace amigas part anyways like i think one i think um shannon can do no wrong i think shannon can still do this trace amigas because she almost i feel like shannon does it in like an embarrassing mom like joking kind of way whereas like vicky and Tamara take this dead ass serious as like this is who they are i like shannon and i root for shannon but i'm also constantly disappointed by shannon because she's friends with Vicky. Well, and, and by her actions. Oh. Like, eight out of ten times, it's like, oh, nope, wrong choice. <laughs> Me, I'm like, Yet I again. Am such, I'm such a bedore whore that Shannon can do no wrong <laughs> in my eyes. Um, but, also, this conversation they're having, well, they, they end up talking about Miraval because, and we get more into what the, the first trip of the season is going to be. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, I want to talk about their thoughts on death, because this was... Oh my god! An insane conversation, an insane conversation. So, basically, <laughs> they're talking about how Tamara's like stressed all the time now after Eddie's surgeries because she thinks he's just gonna die at any point. So she's like having to figure out all of her like funeral ideas and like get all the preparations for death. And you have Vicky, the salesman, you know, selling life insurance <laughs> right there with her. I- I'm gonna read her quote exactly because. This is probably what she says to people when they're She's such a comforting presence. <laughs> yeah, she's one-on-one. Hey, we're talking business. There's a 100%, 100% chance we're all going to die. You need to be prepared. <laughs> and it's like, okay, she's going to sell Cutto life insurance right here, right now to these women so and that Tamara can be stuffed. She said she wanted to build a bear herself. Hey, honestly... No, I'm doing no. I'm doing the kombucha girl like phase where it's like maybe <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> you don't think maybe? I think no, I want to be a, like the, I want them to do the thing where they like turn you into a tree, you know, and then you can just be planted I somewhere. Like I had this like weird thing when I was like younger, by a few years, where I thought by oh, a few years from now, from yeah, from when I was now, I'm like, <laughs> it was when I was a little bit younger, um, <laughs> and it was. I had this idea where I like wanted to be cremated and then sprinkled into shot glass at, like a tequila. Oh, God, so no. everyone like took a shot and I was like, surprise, I'm with you forever. No one's Which ever going to, ta- no one's going to be drinking anything at your funeral. Hey, open bar. You never know. No. <laughs> 
Um, so I don't know if that's worse than Tamra's, but it's worse. And I think also Tamra, it's like, it explains some of her Botox because clearly she's just like slowly working her way there. She's just like, if I can make my outside plastic before the time I die, Mm -hmm. it's a really easy. She'll just be in case like embalmed early. Hey, (laughs) pre embalmed. It's like literally how they used to do the mummies. She'll be fine. Um, but at this like brunch, wine, champagne, tres amigas, Kiki, they are talking about Miraval, which is where they all want to go in Arizona. And they are talking about Bronwyn. Because basically Vicky's going to have not one, but two enemies, essentially, on this trip. One of them being Kelly Dodd, of course, because those two are at each other's throats. That's the main like fight this season, it seems. But then you have... B- boring wind as Vicky <laughs> or bronze wind brown wind <laughs> or boring wind as Vicky calls her on her on Vicky shit list which I I get why Vicky's like has one out for Bronwyn because she did not back down which is very like Vicky's used to people just being like, oh, yes, Vicky, Master Vicky. OG of the OC. OG of the OC. And Bronwyn kind of stood her ground. Like, she was like, I'm just going to have my own thoughts I loved that, too. Which I loved, too, which I think is it was needed. But Vicky's like, okay, this person's not going to, like, fall below me. They don't fall in line. Like, this person needs to be taken down. Imagine her shock at finding herself demoted. I would... Absolutely love to be a fly on the wall in the room when she found when she that found out. out yeah. She's acting like she's a housewife. Yeah. Well, it, did you see her on Watch What Happens Live? I, I missed It was the very, very cringeworthy, but hilarious. And even Andy could not hold back his chuckling. Like, he was cracking up. She was like, well, I'm having fun with it. And he was like, <laughs> you're having fun with it? <laughs> well, she, I also saw she said something. She was like, well, the, the crown's a little lopsided right now, but it's going to come back on. Like, I'm going to put it right back on. And I was like, oh, girl, you're like fishing for, fishing for it. It's the pig nose that's lopsided. Oh, don't say that out loud, Kelsey. <laughs> don't say that out loud. Um, okay. Let's keep moving forward. Uh, Okay, we need to talk about Shane and Emily very quickly before we move back to Dr. Deb's dinner with the ladies. They're, they don't love each other, am I correct? Well, he doesn't love her, that's for sure. She's trying everything to get his attention, and he could care less. I, it could be like, I don't want to film situation. It, but he's being so disrespectful to her on top of it, and why would you, why would you want to make yourself look like he already knows he came off like an asshole last year. Just so maybe that's down. why he doesn't want to film. But why would you then double down on that and be like, I'm just going to be an asshole 10 times more. It seems really dark. Um, I saw someone had looked at her Instagram and like they hadn't posted any photos together in a really long time. So we'll see what happens I don't know it's been confirmed I think that he did feel the bar yeah because we, you had thought he had taken the the, the, the most, most recent, recent one, one but they confirmed but it was confirmed night. yeah that he had already taken it and he is not a lawyer in I mean he's a lawyer but he's not okay this is my question proved. a lot of people I've seen online have been saying they think he was not studying for the bar but cheating on Emily I don't get that vibe as much as I don't, I think maybe he was like watching Netflix and eating chips. 
It sure looked like it. Um, but he clearly has a lot of resentment towards her. He's bitter towards her. The fact that he cannot pass the bar, and she did, and is a lawyer and has enough time to event plan on the side, it's got to grind his gears. Now, the rumor is, the thing that people are seeing online is that he's gay. They think he's gay. Have you seen this? I don't know why every time pe- like husbands and wives aren't getting along, it has to be a speculation right? on their sexuality. It's one thing if they're grabbing butts, okay? But yeah, then it's you are one, it's asking one for speculation because Darby. that's just odd. But it, it's not. W- why does this need to be called into? Literally, that's. Uh, I'm just. Repeat, I'm not accusing. I'm just saying this is one of like the theories is like that he was cheating with a man. And my thing is is like. And they have. They have two they have very young children. They have three. Three? Oh, geez. They have three kids. Three very young children. It's not, it's not like, don't mess with anyone's family. And if he was, why would you want to throw that out there when he's exactly. clearly trying when to they're... deal with it on his own time? So. Well, okay. Uh, my thing is, is But that I also don't think that's it. <laughs> I don't think it's it either. But my, my thing is, is like, I think he really was studying for the bar. And I feel like, I feel like he is so hung up on his wife, like almost like emasculating him that he resents her to like no other. Like he feels yeah. like he can't be man of the house. So he yeah, almost it almost like, seemed last season that he was proud of being a stay at home dad. And then this season it's like he resents it. So I don't know what happened if people were making fun of him online. Or to his face. I mean, because Kelly of the... Dog literally <laughs> called him a little bit. I know, but I mean about the bar and not yeah. being a lawyer. And that could probably really mess with your head and then make you not do well on the test. Well, I mean, whatever. At least they have one lawyer in the family but I think this is in the dough. super dark. I also think like between the Gina storyline and the and Emily storyline, we're seeing some really dark stuff here. And actually Bronwyn and her mom, that's pretty dark too. Like all of these things to me are like, this is going to be, be a dark season of OC, I think. It's getting really dark. Like the, once the Vicky realizes she's rotten. demoted, that's going to be super dark. Like once th- that unraveling, can you imagine? Oh, we're going to see some parts of it at least. I'm nervous. I'm very nervous. To I'm see excited. What goes I'm very down. excited for that. I love an unraveled Vicky. It's the only way I want to see her. <laughs> when she's down, <laughs> Kelsey, you know how she likes it. All right, let's talk about the last dinner with Dr. Deb because the ladies all meet Dee Dee. Uh, it's Bronwyn, Tamra, Kelly, uh, Shannon, and Dr. Deb, and they're having dinner. And at first. The ladies are digging her. They're, they're like, they're kind of into it. Uh, Shannon and Dr. Deb start talking about Eastern medicine and how, you know, oh, you know Shannon, Shannon loves that. Loves and crystals, that. the whole wazoo. The whole thing. She gives everyone crystals. They're talking about it. And then there's this really weird interaction where Dr. Deb asks Bronwyn for her ring back. And mm-hmm. she's like, this was a gift. You gave it to me. And she's like, no, I lent it to you. You took it. You, and, and then it like, changes to, well, you begged me for it. You begged me for it. And then I gave it for yeah. Also, just want to say, another typical narcissist pattern to just slowly backpedal. Like, well, no, I, I didn't do that. Well, if, if I did, it, it, you made me do it. And it was your fault. So narcissist. Well. I know I'm not a psychologist, but I've had a lot of experience with narcissists. <laughs> I feel qualified. Kelsey, Kelsey uh, has put in the time to... <laughs> To comment on this so I am letting her have the floor um but 
I mean, and then she's like, and it's like even bugs her. Like she's like, well then stop like clanking it around on the table to yeah. like wave it in front of me. And I'm like, and even Shannon's like, okay, this is weird. Yeah. It's never good when you fight with your, anyone in front of other people. It's always very awkward. It's so, it's the worst. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a person who likes to like. Me neither. I will avoid <sighs> at all costs, but sometimes it just. I do like to like sometimes argue just for the heck of it, just cause it's fun. But that's because I'm crazy. You only like to argue like that with guys you're dating, though. <laughs> Just attention is what I want. You like uh, to flirt fight. <laughs> flirt fight. Uh, let's talk about, though, basically, Shannon bullying Kelly into going to Miraval. Does it seem like that? I didn't get that vibe as much. I thought, like... They were all like, you're going, you're contractually obligated, stop this fake wishy-washy. Yeah. I mean, I also am not really convinced that Bronwyn can really help Kelly defend herself against Vicky when she's like, come, I'm going to be, Vicky's going to be too. She burst right into tears on the bus. You're right. I'm like, there's no way she's going to be able to stand her ground. She stood up to Vicky before though. So we'll see. Um, We'll see if she can continue to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. That wasn't the best look, but I get why she did it. I understand. I probably would have done the same thing. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm excited to see them go to Miraval because... I'm just excited to see Miraval. <laughs> okay. my I You know, I used to work for the Millionaire Matchmaker, uh-huh. and I booked her vacation here a couple times. Like, this is the place to go, like, the premier spot. But they have so many cool classes. Like, I was looking at the brochure again last night because <laughs> I still have it saved on my computer because I'm crazy. But you could, like, do, like astrology courses they have sound baths like you see they have like mud it's like a spa Did you, were you about to say mud wrestling no mud wraps okay okay you just you can do mud wrestling. you didn't finish it so i was like what i'm very excited to see vicky and kelly Me mud too. Wrestle. i'm very excited to see the um the sound bath that the gong Kelly, head who does kelly do it to Vicky? shannon, oh, and, shannon. She goes, and then she goes to the, the er or whatever okay do you think she's being dramatic yes i'm sure <laughs> trust me i've put bowls on my head as a child and been hit in the head with bowls by my brother by my sister it's i survived ish i mean i can't i'm not always here <laughs> but i'm fine i don't know i think shannon's overreacting i think Shannon is going to turn very anti-Kelly after next episode because she's going to be like, you attacked me. Oh, yeah. She's going to be like, well, no, she didn't attack you. I mean, I'm sure Kelly thought it was a joke, but... So did I. I mean, I would have done the same thing. (laughs) Yes. Guess me and Kelly are both getting in trouble. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that covers it for OC. It was kind of a lighter episode, but it was an interesting one enough to talk about. Um, if you guys want to make sure you don't miss a single one of our other recaps, we're finishing out Potomac. We have a Housewives Herstory coming out very soon that you guys will be very excited to hear. And that's on Potomac season two. So if you can't get enough Potomac after we finish out with reunion, make sure you guys are subscribed so that you can listen to our Housewives Herstory on season two when we take it back. Um, we're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And Kelsey, how can people find you on social media? You're going to have to um, conjure up Dr. Deb, and she'll tell you. She'll get her witch's (laughs) brew going to let you know where Kelsey is. If you want to follow Hot and Bravo on Instagram or Twitter, it's at H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. And if you want to follow me, it's going to be at Eddie underscore Estrada. See you next time.